1193, the English King Richard I, also known as Richard the Lionheart, or if you aren't into history, you know that Lion King from the Disney Robin Hood film. He was returning from leading a crusade to the Holy Land, and as he returned through Europe, Leopold V captured him in Austria. So this Holy Roman Emperor demanded a ransom for Richard's release, and the price was to be 150,000 marks, equal to three tons of silver. That is worth over two million dollars in American money today. This was an enormous ransom demand, but the people of England so loved their king, they submitted to extra taxation, and many nobles donated their fortunes for Richard's release. And after many months, the money was raised by people all over England, and King Richard was returned. And that's where we get the expression "a king's ransom." So here, Peter is writing to believers that he. Called elect exiles that have been scattered from their homeland, he has laid out this living hope that we have in Christ—the blessings and the burdens of following Him, the beauty of the salvation that we have in Him—and then he turns and calls us to live holy lives as God is holy, letting all of our conduct be in reverent fear of God as our Father. And now that is an impossible task, especially for exiles. For those suffering, hurting, or feeling alone, I mean, how can you do that? Well, in verses 18 and 19, Peter lays out the paramount reason and the power behind this call to be holy. He says this: knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold. But with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. So you want to experience this holy life, this reverent fear of God. Here's where you start by knowing this. Peter says, "Know that you were ransomed, ransomed from the feudal ways in which those before you have lived." And this harkens back to the idea of walking in ignorance in your pre-Christ life that we talked about from verse 13. Most other translations translate feudal ways as the empty life. The literal definition of the Greek word here is more accurately aimless. And so, before Christ and without Christ, your life was aimless. What an unexpected message to these refugees who would be reading this letter, and I can just imagine them thinking, "What are you talking about? Before my life was aimless and empty. Just look at me now. I don't even have a home." But Peter says. Before you did have a home, you had a job. Your life was going well. You were safe, maybe financially stable. You had plans and goals, and on the outside, things used to be really good. But that was all aimless and empty on the inside without Christ, because without Christ, none of it matters. But now, Christ has ransomed you out of the empty life into a rich and abundant life in Him. Now, even though your circumstances may be uncertain, and it feels like your life on the outside is aimless as you try just to find some safety and make a new home as exiles, your soul is anything but empty. This is how we can have peace in the middle of a storm. This is how we can cling to God, even when things seem hopeless. Ephesians two four and five say, "God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. You were ransomed from death, 
and have been made alive. It doesn't matter what's going on around you, what your circumstances may be, or what you're facing. This is the truth God has planted in our souls if Christ is our Lord. A ransom is a price that is paid to free someone from captivity, to remove a penalty or condemnation, or to restore a previous condition. And so in the reader's day, their mind would have immediately gone to ransoming a slave back into freedom. That was their context. And this was only done through money or worldly goods. And so knowing this, Peter jumps at the opportunity to drive his point home even further and says, Listen, you were ransomed, but not even with silver or gold, which would have been like the most valuable ransom that they could have imagined. No, you were ransomed by something worth far more, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, Jesus tells us that this was his mission all along. Even before he was betrayed and crucified, he said this, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Psalm 49, 7 and 8 say, Truly no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life, for the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice. And so the most precious thing in the history of the universe, God's own Son, perfect and unblemished by sin, was the only ransom that was sufficient for our freedom and he gladly laid it down. King Richard was ransomed by everyone pitching in and helping raise this ransom money for him. He was set free by the many. Yet with Jesus, he himself was the ransom. Through his death and resurrection, he set free the many. All who call out to him as Lord. And this truth points to the very heart of the entire Bible. Believers, know that you were ransomed and feel the weight and grasp the great cost that was paid for your freedom. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20 says, You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And so today, spend a moment thanking God for your freedom, for your salvation, for this living hope, and meditate on this quote from C.S. Lewis. When Christ died, he died for you, individually, just as much as if you had been the only person in the world. Well, next time we're going to finish that thought from verse 19 and search the scriptures to discover what it means that Jesus is the spotless lamb. And until then, let's pray. Loving Father, there are no words to express gratitude and thanks for the price you paid to ransom me from the empty and aimless life that I lived through my own sin and by simply being a part of the human race. Thank you that by grace you saved me into a brand new life. Help me walk as holy and glorify you in it. We pray this in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Amen.